So welcome back to another episode of the podcast we work in Aves. Uh, today we have Ricardo Piazzai, uh, a new guest that is going to tell, we're going to talk about uh, BIM strategy today and tomorrow. Uh, this podcast has been designed and is designed to share with the audience uh, about the benefits of using technology, how does actually technology works in, in construction. And today we are happy that we're going to have this discussion with Ricardo. Um, Again, people, we are reaching from all over the world, so we can share experiences not only from uh, America, but uh, from different parts of, 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 of the world, as I was saying, and, and get different inputs because uh, it doesn't matter um, where, where you are based. There's always different perspectives. There's always different approaches to the project. So today we have Ricardo. So welcome, Ricardo. How are you? Thanks, thanks, thanks a lot to invite me. It's uh, it's really an honor to be here. I I listened a couple of uh, episodes, uh, and I was impressed from uh, from like the discussion, the general discussion, and the contribution you are uh, bringing to the industry. Uh, so um, I consider myself really lucky to be to be here and say something about the AC industry as well. Yeah, welcome. So, so why don't you tell us a little bit about you, Ricardo? How did you start in in AC industry and architecture engineering? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I'm I'm actually an Italian architect uh, living in Copenhagen now. Uh, I'm currently working for Schmidt & Larsen Architects. Today is part of Perkins & Will Group. Um, okay. And uh, uh, where to start? I, I graduate um, at Roma La Sapienza in Italy with the bachelor and then uh, the master's degree actually was in Turin. Uh, at the beginning, I mean, I traveled a lot in, in between those. I spent one year in Japan uh, doing research. I have done my final thesis there. Then I went here in Denmark for a couple of internships, then back to Italy. Uh, but let's say at the beginning, uh, at least at the beginning, I was not really into building information modeling, digital transformation. I was coming from the concept design, the concept phase. I was doing competition uh, and I don't, I didn't really know so much about building information modeling, especially the value behind the building information modeling. Uh, uh, at some point I was in Rome, uh, I was kind of uh, doing a competition and I was looking for people to join me that, they were not my friends because usually with friends you have the same set of skills so i wanted something different different contribution and i met this guy from rome that uh, today is actually my friend and he is actually leading one of the biggest um, italian con BIM consultant is uh, called bimon where basically he introduced me to to the beam world and uh, in science, science there i start to to learn and, uh, and like to focus more on uh, on beam but spe specifically like the first uh, couple of years i would say uh, i start to use some software like uh, revit stuff like that but still i couldn't really understand the value and then it's actually here in denmark that uh, i i embrace completely the, the digital transformation i would say uh, first because here maybe it's a couple of stage ahead of the situation in Italy. I don't know if I'm saying something wrong, but this was my feeling. And um, 
And this is how I start, basically, uh, project after project. Um, and then I start to do something by my own, like consulting, training, um, and find this kind of what I call this strategy. Why a strategy? Because for me, uh, I mean, I'm an architect. I have an architectural background. And what I'm really focused now is to fill that gap from what I call digital guru that are really in love with scripting, with uh, algorithm, with uh, whatever it is that actually it's fantastic uh, to help architects doing their job. And the design intent of an architect itself. I think there is this huge gap that we cannot fill and this is one of the reasons why we are not embracing completely the digital transformation in our industry compared to other, um, other fields, probably. Yeah, that's, that actually makes a, a really good point. Like, uh, I, I do believe that um, we are still having a, a big struggle when it comes with, the, with this gap between design and the, and the digital information that you can use for the design. Uh, so I, I see mostly, at least in my experience, designers uh, thinking about uh, details of uh, architectural details, like traditional, but a uh, few thinking about the information that the design and the consequences of that design will, will, will imply in a project or will affect in a project. And um, sometimes I, I, well, in Abyss, we try to help as much as we can to, to give feedback on that kind of like uh, come back and forward with the information. But still, like uh, I notice like sometimes it's really hard, like not hard, but it's difficult, but to clients to, to understand the value of looking at the information. Especially when they are not like uh, really familiar, uh, they are not familiar with it, uh, and uh, it's like um, it's taking time, I guess. But uh, definitely, I, I guess just like uh, you were saying, also that uh, you embrace the digital transformation is because you find the great value of it, and and the and yeah, yeah, like absolutely. a reason you achieve to it. You know? Yes, yes, absolutely, and uh, I actually believe that. Uh, one of the problems is that uh, architects, many many architectural firms that actually uh, doing design, uh, yes, they adopt BIM. They adopt the BIM methodology, but they didn't uh, do a mind sh mind, uh, mindset shift. They're still approaching the design. Uh, like if BIM is something added uh, at the end of the process, or, or even if you are doing or using BIM te technology, I don't know. I have this feeling that it's not working like that. We should rethink the design process from scratch using the BIM methodology. Uh, yeah, this is something. Yeah, definitely. And, and this is this comment, and it actually goes to the conversation we'll, we'll have today, uh, which is related to BIM strategy today and tomorrow. Uh, uh, important point that uh, BIM cannot be like it's really, really bad when you add BIM at the end of the project, which where normally happens. Uh, you know, people think they have like a finalized model and the project and they want to have a BIM model once they finish. And when they finish and you do the model, you realize they still have like lots of problems like in a, in the project, like in the design, in the, co in the coordination, because uh, they still believe like uh, the traditional method is quite good, which, uh, well, once you understand this, uh, methodology, you realize that it's way better than just uh, doing 2D drawings and uh, and having all the all the 
different specialists working in their area without like doing proper coordination and having enough discussion to solve the project that uh that has like a condition of like a, a stadium like a building like any infrastructure anything even a house like even if the beam methodology is yeah, applied yeah. to a house like it has like a lot of benefits but still like um that's that's part of, that's one of the biggest problem like the the lack of strategy when doing a project and how do you apply beam to it so and today we want to talk about how a little bit about how is how we feel is working uh, how those people is using beam beam in, in their projects and how do we see beam uh, working tomorrow and and what's the vision for it so can you tell us a bit about uh about uh what's a strategy for beam in your experience how do you how do you see this yeah yes uh, of course so when when i speak about a strategy i actually i mean it's a difficult question because it could be basically everything related to building information modeling and even more if we think about architecture in general. So as I'm an architect and I'm really focused about uh, the design intent, uh, I, I focus like a strategy to maintain the design intent during the BIM methodology. And uh, as I'm experienced very often this, uh, like even people that already have done the transition from an old CAD to D3D base process, to to uh, building information modeling approach, uh, I mean, when when you work in a CAD mode with the old tools like I don't know Rhinoceros or or uh, SketchUp, whatever you're using to to model, you don't have any information, and the workflow is is quite smooth. You have few things to care about. I don't know work session and um, blocks, uh, um, very very few things. But when you are approaching a beam model. As there is, I mean, of course, the the value of beam is the information on the model. But at the end, to to do a good management of the data, you need to inform this model. You need to to do this model, and it's it's. I, I think the trick is actually there. How we should approach a good model to maintain a good design intent over all the progression of uh, of a project during the different stages, uh, because there are information coming later during the project that you didn't expect. So maybe they were not included in the BIM execution plan or, I mean, everything could happen in a project. So when you when you are approaching a BIM model, it's not that everyone in the team can just jump in because know the software of authoring and, and start to model. There is a workflow, there is a strategy because you should think behind and 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 know what is could be happening in the, in the future and, uh, and how to do data management at some point. So the, the the strategy, I think, for an architect, when I'm referring to a strategy in architecture for, for BIM, is, is here, how to deal with uh, building information modeling from the design intent standpoint, somehow. Yeah, that's uh, it is true. Like, um, how do you deal with this information? That's actually a challenge. It's not easy. Like, uh, uh, I think one another another important thing is to know that uh, who is going to be part of the project. Like uh, sometimes you know when when you go to the um, let's say to the books, uh, they normally tell you well you have to have the architects, the engineers, the mechanical engineers, electrical engineers, like all the team together. You know, like the dream the the the, the dream team like is part is being part of the project. 
But many, many times we also face that uh, at the beginning of the project, it's only architects that are doing the project and, or maybe architects and structural engineers. And just like you're saying, the information tends to move like a, in a, not slow, but like in a different phase as the book actually mentioned, you know, like a, in the dream, in the dream scenario, like the perfect scenario, you want like brainstorming from every team, like you want collaboration to to be happening like uh, uh, every week and have this type this type of like uh, good communication. This also going to depend a lot on the on the workflow, depending on the company. Like some some companies, they probably have in, an in-house team where they can actually have this type of conversation way easier than uh, companies that. Uh, do like a, a that hire like all the specialists from the outside and they put the, the information so a lot will depend on this so I think both strategies I think they can work um, in my in my opinion like it doesn't matter if you have everyone in-house or you don't have everyone outside from, from from the company but I think if if the communication which is not something that is related fully to beam, but if you have a, like a strategy for the communication and operation, you can definitely make work the uh, well work out with the project and have like well, really good results in both ways. Yeah, yes, absolutely. And uh, I actually experienced sometimes that. I mean, I was quite lucky to work in huge project where we we didn't do everything in house we are not doing an integrated architecture we have consultants that i mean structural engineer mechanical engineer and all of them mostly work in beam but uh, i don't know i i still have the feeling that sometime uh, we we are not doing things right if you know what i mean like uh, when when you approach modeling in architecture and you are trying to to build this physical asset uh, you should always keep in mind uh, what is the final result and people joining the process uh, during the different stages uh, with different um, how can i say input or information that come later because maybe i don't know after a value engineering uh, phase uh, you are over budget and you should reduce, uh, I don't know, um, materiality, uh, floor to floor height. Those, those uh, characteristics has a huge impact and you should be prepared and know how to approach uh, the model at that point. How to manage those information, this new additional information that you didn't take in account at the beginning of the process. Uh, plus all the collaboration because this happened. So, I mean, it's really tricky. If you are not prepared to do this, you are fa you are going to fail your milestone uh, delivery. Uh, so again, I think a good strategy is to have kind of a plan B for information coming later um, during the project, uh, like a strong workflow in-house that it should be easy, you know, like I was saying about the value engineering. During the value engineering, often the team is spread around because, I mean, you don't know how much it's going to take. So maybe the resources inside your team are going another project because, uh, I mean, the project is, is like stopped. 
And then at some point you have to, okay, to take them back, but it's so difficult because they are involved in another project. So maybe you get new assets with different set of skills, with different way in approaching the model, with different way of uh, doing doing stuff in the model. And, and that could be really dangerous if, if there is not a, strange, uh, a strategy, let's say top to the bottom, uh, that actually manage and rules how to approach the project, like the good implementation of a big project, need a strategy. It's a, it's like, a key, it's so. a key factor, definitely. And and this this example that you were saying, like uh, just about how how just changing the height of uh, of uh, the stories between the the building that affects the budget of the of the this well of the project, and it will also affect the design. Like this, these small things that are. Uh, I mean, sometimes people don't don't realize about the huge impact this kind of stuff will uh, will, will have a role in the project, and uh, and we have like recently like a, well like almost one year ago we have an experience where we were like doing a, a beam model, and um, and we were we were like asked to do like a architectural walls uh, just for the for the building and just by defining the, the end of that architectural wall. Uh, because so we we have also ceilings, so there was no point to take the, those walls all, all the way to the structural floor. But we we had to define exactly what what was the limit for each wall because there were like some difference on the heights of the ceiling as well. And just by defining that, because uh, we were trying to to help the client to make savings, you know, because sometimes like they tell you in a floor plan, oh yeah, these are all my walls, but then you do the, the model, you you realize how many conflicts you have between the the structural um, uh, elements and the architectural elements, and then you start like realizing, okay, we can actually do savings. Here. So you and you go to the to the people that are is in charge of the project and try to highlight the the, pro, the possible issues. And these small things, when you, we are talking about buildings of three floors, or like forty floors, it doesn't seem like a, like a big deal a huge at the beginning, but yeah, it's huge, and that's. Yes. That's where that's where people is kind of like uh, losing conscious of the of the information, and I think one another another also really important thing that uh, that that we are talking about is the the amount of information. Like uh, normally, when people see a project, if you see it from the outside, you see like a well, just just to be like a, a little like a general, you will see like four four faces of a facade. No, if we're talking of a traditional building. But when you like do this X-ray of the building, there's tons and tons of elements uh, that are required to be able to to make this building like uh, to operate. And uh, you have a lot of dogs, you have a lot of electricity, you have all these uh, structural elements, and coordination is, is is probably an issue. So, so one of my my questions also for you, Ricardo, is like. Who is in charge of, of doing these strategies that uh, to to make the the project and the beam succeed? Like, uh, how do you see this? Like, uh, is yeah. there a big team, small? What did? Well, I mean, uh, again, from the architect's standpoint, in an architectural firm, uh, I strong I strongly recommend that the beam department and the beam and the design team are the same. Uh, of course, you need uh, people and resources with a huge set of skills in the IT to solve uh, IT issues, softwares. If the 
companies big enough to have some in-house uh, work for like solving and uh, in, in helping the, the work of the architects. But like looking at the whole process, like in, in terms of collaboration with, with the, the other stakeholders that take part of the BIM project, uh, I think what, I mean, what could be defined the, a, BIM, a BIM manager uh, is split in two, right? Like the BIM manager that actually do the implementation and then a BIM manager that is focusing on a specific project. Well, this one, the second one, is actually the evolution of a project manager. Just uh, in a in a beam environment, if you if you if you want to say like that, um, that means that I think from the uh, as I was saying before, from the top down, the management must understand the value of beam and start to implement top to the bottom. Like the, what I mean. Let's call BIM coordinator, but it's the project architect. Like uh, this new naming that we are giving uh, are nothing less than the traditional figure, in my opinion, just using advanced and digital technologies. Uh, but in architecture, I strongly recommend that uh, the BIM team, people that are working, managing and coordinating and also modeling directly uh, in the authoring software are uh, with an architectural background and architects, because I mean, I see really difficult, not, not just uh, because, I mean, it could be really difficult to model some a facade if you don't know the difference between a curtain wall or a window wall, but also because like to, to maintain the design intent, what the architect wanted, uh, if you don't have an architectural background, it's, uh, or if you were not part of the project, but you are just uh, modeling because you have some skills in, in, in Revit or in, BIM 364 coordination, whatever it is, uh, you are losing quality, I think, and you are not re really getting all what you can from from building information modeling. All the really really important, like people. I think collaboration, like if if especially with the architects, it's uh, architects needs to have like a, a good BIM manager or a good uh, at least a good. Well, I will say like a person that has enough experience on big projects and coordination. Uh, this to keep, through, to keep the design intent, because uh, I've seen projects where you start with like a nice idea in terms of architectural, but then, you know, they pass the idea, the, the, the rest of the team start to work on the project. And you see like a huge difference between the original intention of the design to what you end up with. Uh, because all these modifications happen during the during the process, and and I I do believe that there's no reason why beam and design should be uh, apart or like into or being seen as a, as as a methodology that will fight. But I think it should be like something that you you can combine uh, quite good between design and quite good between the whole operation that you require to make the project. Uh, more affordable, maybe if you want to make it, improve the quality of it. So you don't have to really sacrifice one or the other. I think the, the point here is to make both of them uh, work in the intention they are designed to be. Uh, would you say like a beam doesn't mean that you have to come up with like a, well, uh, I will say between parentheses, like a bad project or like an ugly project. And architectural design doesn't have to just come with this 
you know, like uh, architectural designers, they just love to come with this like beautiful idea of what's design. And when you do the evaluation sometimes of the project, as you as we were saying, like definitely you are out of a budget, you don't have the enough uh, resources for it. So so one of the things that I do believe that in the strategy that is important is that uh, this collaboration from the beginning of the project between this between the strategy of being between the information and the technology and the and all the design phases that you require that way you can actually take advantage of data uh, which also is still a big uh, uh, issue uh, at least in my perspective on how data it's uh, it's, it's been uh, noticed by the clients but the yeah not only by the architects but by the clients and and data is well as as people is saying now data is the new oil the new petrol but you know what like i'm totally agree and i actually believe that you cannot uh, divide any longer building information modeling and design process they are the same thing architecture and, and building information modeling are, are the same thing like uh, we are talking about the same ingredients for the same recipe but uh, also, when when you, I mean, I think we are talking about information strategy, all these things. But uh, so far, we are using information. We are taking information from the project. Here, it's where I think we are uh, still lacking in all this potential of building information modeling because we should actually design with this information. Of course, this is going to push. Uh, a different approach in in uh, in the um, beginning in the early stage of the project a different approach but and it's going to be much more precise from the beginning everything more detailed more but this is what is going to bring sustainability is is going to bring less uh, less failure like it doesn't matter if you win a project you bring from the schematic design to development design, and then you have to pass three value engineer and the project is totally different because you are over budget 30 million. So the point is that we should actually start to make decision, inform a decision using the information, uh, the building information modeling to design, not just taking information from the model. Because, I mean, maybe someone is already doing it, um, but I think there is a lot of work to do in this direction when, when we are going to design buildings by the, by the use of the information is going to be revolutionary. Yeah, and this, this comes with the concept of data-driven design. Uh, definitely uh, amazing concept that uh, I learned a couple of years ago. Uh, we used to see it a lot in the industry, but when we start like, looking at data-driven design, that uh, all the information that you can take, uh, I think also one, key factor and something that I, in my experience, the only way that you understand how to use data to make decisions is that you have enough experience and you know how to use the tools to actually manipulate the data so you can create the scenarios without actually spending many hours doing modeling. Uh, how, how do I will give a basic example. Like if you have, I don't know, like a, a building of X amount of floors and you know that probably you're gonna have like a, I don't know like thirty percent of the of the pipe of pipes will be for plumbing, uh, well for for just uh, water to provide water services or hot cold water to the building. Uh, you can do like quick uh, estimations if you know how to manipulate and just create like 
uh, fast conditions for like uh, in parametric modeling, you know, because when we talk about parametric modeling, also people think it's like, oh, okay, the parametric is only, uh, parametric modeling is just these crazy shapes, right? <laughs> Uh, that's how they normally see, but like if you actually play with the information in a parametric level and you know how to manipulate data with, uh, with scripting, with uh, code languages like Python, like uh, C Sharp or other, then you can you can like have in your portfolio or in your inside house tools, like you can have like tools that help you to to prevent this kind of stuff. Like uh, at, at some moment, like, you know, we tend to start like looking at the same patterns between different buildings. Uh, and if you have enough, uh, if you have a good ability and you have like a good experience, I think you can have like some basic tools and some things that help you to, to be ready for the next building that helps you to go faster with the, with the information. Because as, as we are saying, like uh, what happens when the great value and the future value of, the, of this uh, approach of designing will come when we start like, using more and more data and less yes. uh, conceptual uh, ideas, which, I mean, I like, but uh, we know we both know that I guess that uh, data is becoming more important and more efficient. Um, I mean, yeah, yeah, I agree that uh, that is fundamental and we should take decision based on that. I'm, I'm absolutely sure of it. But I also think that... Uh, this is not a limitation for the creativity. Uh, for me, this is just a myth that, I don't know, digital data information, building information model is a limitation for the creativity or or for the design, for the conceptual part of our, of, of our architecture. That's that's not the true. You can be innovative, creative, and, uh, and get all the benefits, but in a sustainable way, in an efficient way, in a cost-effective way. And actually, I mean, agree with uh, what, what uh, you were saying because but I'm going to put a provocation to, to the discussion because we are speaking about information and uh, data, digital twin, building information modeling, metaverse now, NFT, all these crazy things. We are doing a computational design, scripting, programming. But the reality is that the building that we are building right now in the present, not in the industry of the future, because we like a lot in, in our uh, niche to say to, to always speak about the industry of the future, but what about the industry of, of now? The huge challenge of today, the climate challenge, the mega, mega city, the overpopulation are today. And we have the tools already here to be used uh, on the market already. But I don't know, this is really frustrating for me. Uh, seeing that we are... We, we are full and over, like, over, we always overthink about all these things when we already have the tools to make design do uh, great. Like, today, often uh, projects are still with the same problem of when we were using uh, a traditional method uh, in delay compared to the schedule, over budget. Uh, very often, what you propose at the beginning is not what we built in the construction side. I mean, BIM, in theory, is actually uh, working perfectly. So if it's actually not the case, it's just because we are approaching wrong. This is what I'm, I'm really trying to push online that doing this mind uh, shift could actually uh, bring a lot of benefit to everybody, small company, huge company, uh, BIM consultants, um, engineers, architects. But we should really change our mindset 
before we start to speak about every single tools, every single, uh, I don't know, um, software that you can start to use, uh, adaptation of methodology. If you don't change your mindset, uh, yes, you know how to do a script, but the building that you, you are uh, bringing to the world, it's still as it was before. I mean, of course, it's provocative. There is already an innovation. There is, it's taking time. I mean, it's it's just a provocation, but I yeah. hope that the message arrived. No, and, and it's totally true because there's many tools right now out there like, uh, and there's never going to stop. Uh, the market will keep offering tools uh, for it's fundamental. To use. It's fundamental yeah. for the innovation, and uh, that's that's I hope is going to to keep going the machine. <laughs> Otherwise, uh, we are. No, yeah. and, but it, but it is true. Like you have a really important like um, you have a really important point there, like the mindset on how we operate on how we, I guess, like in a part, uh, it's it's part of our work as. Uh, uh, as you as, uh, and me, that uh, we jump to this type of workflow that we decide one day we find out there was like amazing value on this, and we are trying to spread the word as much as we can. And maybe, and we have found, I guess, also the opportunity to have uh, to be working in teams or like in companies which really understand nowadays the effort of 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 doing this type of uh, approach to operate because uh, there's there's definitely value in it. Uh, and yeah, so I agree. This uh, the cultural change, the mindset of the whole culture and of the whole industry. It it's uh, probably what is taking also uh, time because sometimes the guy that is working just in construction on site, uh, he doesn't probably you know. At least in my experience, for example, in Mexico, people still work with like a two D plan, like a, you know, like they still work with a piece of paper. Uh, they are inside and they t they tell them like, okay, do the job like the plan is saying here. So uh, I'm still surprised like uh, on the on the huge gaps that we still have between the, you know, because for example, in, in our side, for example, in the technology side, nowadays we don't want us to look at the 2D plan, but we want to look at the model and we want to review everything inside the model, inside the cloud and things like that, you know, but the reality is that in construction, the the... The system still sometimes like uh, being a, a piece of paper that uh, that doesn't have to do anything with three D modeling, and I think we we still need to uh, push forward uh, to try to help like uh, the whole chain and the whole uh, the whole chain of the construction. Also, not only us that we are on the technology, but we, we are looking always like uh, well, at least what we try. And something that happened to me recently. That I was really happy that uh, a client is asking us to give him like a, a model, like a, so he can use in the site finally after all this time, like after working with them for a while. He's like, you know, like just put a, a model in the cloud that uh, everyone can access and I can explain to the constructors how it's supposed to look. And I think that's for, for me, that was like a, like a first thing that I, that I haven't seen like uh, like uh, before, and I think that those small steps uh, are like uh, the things that will keep pushing and changing the industry. You know, uh, slowly, but uh, yes, yes, but, uh, for, sure, for sure, that's true, that's true. Uh, but we should keep fighting and uh, <laughs> yeah, to make it faster, to make it faster. Yeah, no, and, and I totally agree. Like we love to just uh, be thinking about the future, but uh, but it is true. Like today, we have a lot of tools and we have a lot of uh, information. I think 
the importance of it is uh, that we try to, we always try for in our side uh, to to give the clients uh, the best that we can, you know, uh, even if they don't know uh, what we can offer. And that's also like a, uh, I would say like another gap, like clients, they normally, when they start like working with the technology, uh, they start like looking at the at the value like slowly because it's also difficult for like a mindset that doesn't have or like a person that doesn't have this type of mindset to imagine all the things that you can do with the with the information with the tools. So I think yeah, for uh, I, sorry I, I didn't want to. No, I, was, I, I was I was, I was yeah. just thinking that uh, I hope at some point we will also reach a specific level where. We will not use these technologies because are required from a contract or from the client, but we will really use them because they make a better product. They make uh, a better physical asset that is going to impact the physical world. So I really, when I was thinking about the mindset that we should uh, switch, it's actually also for it for this also for this because sometimes we are using this because it's business this we use this because it's uh is asking uh, the, the the market is asking for it uh well it, that's true that's fundamental that's important it's uh it's something but i think i think we should start to use it because it's better we should start to use it not because a client asked me even if it's not required from a contract i should do my design even if it's a more expensive, uh, following this uh, this methodology because it's more sustainable, it's more cost effective, it, it's uh, it's better, it's a better process. So, uh, yes, yeah. No, I, uh, I, uh, I was still like, to hear that man. <laughs> <laughs> we really need to to, to reach this point. I totally agree on that. That is is something that uh, definitely we struggle with. It. Like uh, we know the value we. I do myself sometimes when when we do uh, a bet, and that was another question I have for today. Like uh, uh, when we are developing a beam execution plan, um, I wish we wouldn't need to do an execution plan like a beam execution plan anymore because everyone knows that there's like it has to be like that. You know, like it's definitely a good theory. Just like uh, you were saying, like beaming theory works super good. <laughs> In practical terms, still have a lot of uh, of things, but uh, as any other theory between theory and practice, uh, this huge uh, differences. But uh, do you think like this comes with a question? Do you think like a BEP, a beam execution plan, is is nowadays like a plan of the strategy of a, of an operation of a project? Uh, well. Maybe maybe many would disagree, but I think it's uh, I mean it's part of the strategy, but it's not equal of a strategy. I mean uh, a beam execution plan give a framework in which the implementation of beam is 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 going with the pro, uh, the different phases of a project. But uh, when, when you when you write your beam execution plan, you don't know everything yet. Maybe you don't have all the information yet. And you don't know what is going to change. So what what happened with this information coming later on during the process? What happened when I don't know? Maybe you are not doing your the beam uh, the beam execution plan because you are I don't know timing up with another company that 
in theory should have more experience, but maybe it's not, and maybe it's not so familiar with it. So maybe the structure that you are following, it's not built in-house and you are following someone else because it's a collaboration. I mean, you could experience so many different cases that you cannot be related to a very important document of the, pr the process that contain fundamental information. But when I'm talking about a strategy is the something that help you don't fail uh, the delivery, the, the, the milestone deliveries, the, something that make the construction of the digital asset and the management of the information a completely succeed, whatever it happened. That's... Uh... Yeah, the big difference, uh, like, uh, it is definitely part of the... And, and this question comes because I have, I have faced projects where uh, people is asking, like, so, we need, do, do we have a web? And they don't. They don't even know exactly which uh, engineers or which uh, special areas will be part of the project. You know, so uh, that's also a big big lead that I have seen already in the in the field, at least nowadays. That um, also uh, this this uh, reference to some of the projects that I, I had the chance to work in, not only in Mexico but also abroad, and. Um, Sometimes people believe that uh, you can finalize like all the all, like have all the details in a web without knowing all the participants in a project, and I think that's that's also related on to well, it's important to understand that you can probably do a, like a strategy, but you cannot actually finalize a web without knowing these type of conditions. And a web is definitely, and I agree with you that it's not not it's part of the strategy, but it's not a strategy in itself. Because I have come to realize also that uh, people mislead that a web is supposed to give you all the all the sequences of how that project should uh, should work, yeah. which doesn't doesn't give you the sequences or doesn't give you the like you're saying the delivery dates or the specific uh, movements that you have to do in a project, and and this this type of terminology because uh, at the end of the day. The theory works with terminology. We need to understand it, and we need to to be um, conscious of, of, of how this how this works. And and to start ending our, uh, our episode today, Ricardo, for, for this uh, conversation, how how do you believe the strategies from today will affect the strategies for of tomorrow? Like, uh, do you see technology increasing the value? Do you see data being like definitely like playing a big role in strategies in, in the future? Uh, or just, or do you see the strategy? Sorry, or do you see the data playing like a role already today? Uh, well, yes, yes, they are. Data is already playing a, a huge role today. But uh, the strategy of tomorrow, and, the, and especially the planning of tomorrow uh, of of a project, is strongly related to technology. Is strongly related to to digital innovation. How we already experienced right now with the information modeling, uh, every other uh, digital innovation that we are going to have are going to transform completely even the strategy because we are going to design and to, for example, I am actually uh, a dreamer uh, of what I would like the design is going to be, that it's the experience uh, design. So you are not just uh, reading data to make an informed decision, but we are experiencing the data. So I don't know, let's make a concrete example. I don't know, you are building in a very noisy place 
and you can not just reading the data of uh, the noise and then the wall insulation thickness and whatever, but in, with a virtual reality, augmented reality, you can really experience and understand. Okay, if I build this, I still I, I can still hear. If I if I, if I increase the insulation, I cannot still uh, so this experience design. And if something like that happen, or it's I mean it's already and uh, it's already happening uh, in few cases, but if it became the new reality at 360 degree, well, the planning is completely different. The strategy is completely different because how you do coordination is completely different. How you interact with the engineer and mechanical, even in a construction site, uh, we are already trying to do, before you were saying uh, that in the construction side, they have the plans and we would like maybe to be there with the 3D model and see like clashes or something. Uh, well, I think, Coordination and 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 all the strategy is going to change, mainly because of the digital innovation and digital transformation that we will see in the future. Yeah, definitely. That's that's what we are hoping to see in the future, and hopefully, it should be make the life of everyone easier, uh, especially the main one, which I believe is the construction. Uh, that's where the big value of the whole industry is actually. Yeah. Uh, place and. That's true. And we still like, uh, I guess, companies uh, without knowing uh, yet, they still are losing a lot of money because of uh, problems they face uh, in construction. Instead of uh, really investing money where you actually can see all the problems that you you will have ahead. Um, so hopefully, like, uh, I totally agree. Like. Uh, digital transformation is doing a change. Uh, it's, it's changing the industry. All over the world, I, uh, we see more. Well, I have seen the community in the last ten years. Where, uh, I'm, yeah, probably in the last ten years since I started like, doing Beam to what we have now, taking huge steps. Uh, as as you are saying, sometimes we wish it was faster and uh, we could we could uh, be jumping ahead. But um, but this this progress has been doing, and I guess like tomorrow uh, we'll see more tools, we'll see more technology, and we hope that people will embrace a uh, different approach of how everything is supposed to be constructed. Yes, yes, totally agree. Totally agree. We should, we should get there. Do you, do you have uh, something, something that you want to uh, add uh, a vision for, for the future of uh, strategies and planning before we go today? Yeah, I mean, uh, I, I, I would like to say that uh i mean what you were saying is true we hope that new technology uh, technological innovation is going to bring to the market new possibilities uh, new vision for strategy how to approach all the phases of a project how to deal with building information modeling and and that's totally true and i'm really looking forward for it but i also hope uh, that all that let's say side of uh, of the market of the industry that is still resistant to adopt this methodology not because uh, it's too costly or uh, for other reason but because i don't know it's scared there is uh, not they are not well informed about it like to make the change faster we should bring those people that already has the possibility to work with the actual technology that we have and with the actual process that we can improve and implement 
inside the, the game, to play the game. Because if they play the game, the innovation, the change, the transformation is going to happen much for, more faster. That's, that's definitely a must, I hope. Uh, in the, that, and I hope as well that it's going to happen uh, way faster than you and I, we might. <laughs> <laughs> um, so not, so thanks, Ricardo, for, for joining with us today. Uh, this, this, this concepts, uh, again, this, this, this podcast is designed to share with people what is happening in the industry, uh, the importance of adding technology to your design, adding the data to your design, adding and looking always for, for new, um, methods uh, that helps helps you in your in your process in your workflow uh, in the construction um, feel free as well to contact Ricardo Piazza uh, Dabuini he's uh, an amazing uh, architect that can help you uh, as you as he was saying he one day discovered beam thanks to a, a project and uh, now he's been evolving on it and um, as most of the people realize the value of this uh, these methods, I think they can increase the quality of the product, definitely, as you were saying, Ricardo. So feel free to, to, to reach Ricardo if you want to know more about this type of the technology, about the use of them. Uh, today, we just have a, another like brief discussion of what's the value of technology, how can you apply it. Uh, we'll come soon with more episodes about the technology, but uh, hope you can uh, keep learning about this and Thanks for us with, for being with us today, Ricardo. Thank you. Thank you so much to let me part uh, of of this uh, activity that you are doing. Great job so far. Keep doing. Thanks. Thanks. We're we're trying. <laughs> so and we'll keep pushing, and hopefully we'll keep doing more episodes and, and bringing more information for everyone to to be uh, well to just have the idea of the amazing things that technology is bringing to the game. So yeah. thanks everyone.